A man gets into an argument with his wife and then walks 450 kilometers to cool off. The legalization of delivery robots is now here, and they're considering them pedestrians. Breakdancing has been confirmed as an Olympic sport for the 2024 Paris Games. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, your daily weird news podcast that is hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. I got some weird stories from around the world for you, as usual. I'm glad you're here. Let's do it. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. Delivery robots are legal and classified as pedestrians. Pennsylvania legalized autonomous delivery robots, which can weigh up to 550 pounds without cargo and typically roam sidewalks in order to deliver goods in urban and suburban environments. The law's passage went largely unnoticed, and it became law without the governor's signature. It passed mainly along partisan lines, with Republicans supporting the law and Democrats opposing it, calling it a job killer. Bills regulating autonomous delivery robots have largely been pushed by companies, as you can imagine, such as Amazon and FedEx. Opposition has largely come from pedestrian and accessibility advocates, as well as labor unions like the Teamsters. Pennsylvania has now joined several other states in regulating autonomous delivery robots, a.k.a. personal delivery devices, PDDs. Most laws, including Pennsylvania's, now legally classify them as pedestrians, as long as PDDs yield the right of way to actual human pedestrians and cyclists. I don't know how you can call these pedestrians. They're, they're vehicles, man. I mean, they're big. They're heavy. What pedestrian weighs 550 pounds? If you weigh 550 pounds, you're not a pedestrian because you really can't get out there and walk on your own. Probably is my guess. Uh, These things are probably capable of moving pretty quickly. And if you were hit even going 15 miles an hour with a 550 pound cargo capsule, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be injured. Oh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of this. Let's get more information though. Pennsylvania's new law apparently is one of the least restrictive of any state outside of Florida, which is one of the least pedestrian-friendly states in America. Yeah, of course. Pennsylvania State Bill 1199 allows PDDs to weigh up to 550 pounds. Washington State has a weight limit of 120 pounds for comparison. Now, the, uh, the speed limit on the sidewalk is 12 miles an hour in Pennsylvania. Only Florida speed limit is faster where... They can go 15 miles per hour. That's pretty fast. Uh, Here's somebody who's part of the Bike Pedestrian Advocacy Group. He says uh, 12 miles an hour is fast for traveling on a sidewalk, considering the average walking speed for pedestrians is about 3 or 4 miles an hour. Very good point, sir. I agree. Here's another quote from this reasonable fellow. They are going to be on sidewalks with 12 miles an hour. That is extremely fast. Okay, And in many cities, there are narrow sidewalks. Some of these things can be the size of a refrigerator, these robots. Did you know that? I mean, how are we going to get around that? Narrow sidewalks, 500-pound vehicles that are as big as a refrigerator. This just is – it's a recipe for disaster. When there aren't – when they aren't on sidewalks or pedestrian areas, these PDDs can travel on roadways or other shoulders at approximately 25 miles an hour. 
Some people are worried that these delivery robots will be traveling at these speeds in bike lanes and 25 miles an hour is faster than speeds typically traveled by cyclists. The city of Pittsburgh got a little taste of what these PDDs are all about when they did a pilot program around the University of Pittsburgh. There were several hiccups, including complaints from a wheelchair user who claimed one of these robots trapped her on the street because it was stopped at a curb, which was the only place her wheelchair could access the sidewalk. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, these things are, well, they're going to take a while to get used to real people being around them, of course. These hiccups will be will be fixed. Uh, a real concern, though, is the loss of jobs. I mean, so many people are out there making ends meet by being delivery drivers for Amazon right now and, and other companies, of course, like FedEx and UPS. And These robots may take away those jobs, which is unfortunate. I'd imagine there are a lot of people that claim delivery driver as their current occupation, whether it's food or Amazon prime goods or whatever it is. And, um, This is what concerns me with it. Are you guys concerned? I'm a little afraid of these robots, too. I mean, I'm looking at a photo of one. They're they're huge, man. They're huge. If this thing's running at me, I'm looking at it without goods. Imagine goods on it. Now this thing is twice the size, and it's coming at me at 15 miles an hour or 12 miles an hour. I mean, it's just a frightening situation. I get scared when those kids on the the motorized skateboard come at me. I'm like, ah, I'm not used to a skateboard with a motor, okay? I grew up where there was no motors on skateboards. You're freaking me out, all right? Are you guys afraid of the delivery robots, or are you embracing it? Call the show, 646-450-2012. Chewy, what are you doing? Oh, you're listening to Weird AF News. Cool. Breakdancing is confirmed as an Olympic sport for the 2024 Paris Games. The decision was confirmed by the International Olympic Committee on Monday said to be approved in order to attract a younger audience to the historic competition. I don't know if breakdancing is going to attract a younger audience. I mean, I I recall breakdancing as a uh, young child, but it seems to me that the people that know about breakdancing are a little older, right? Although I guess there's a whole generation of youngsters doing it too. I guess youngsters. (laughs) I can't believe I said youngsters. It's official, guys. Jonesy is old AF. Uh... Although I have to say, uh, you know, whether it's going to attract youngsters, youngsters, I did it again. What the hell? Uh, whether it's going to attract a younger audience or not, is breakdancing a real sport? Is dancing a sport? This seems strange. But they have approved some other ridiculous sports as well. Uh, they've added skateboarding, sports climbing, which is like kind of like rock climbing, and surfing all of which will debut at the delayed Olympics in Tokyo. Surfing, that's definitely a sport. Rock climbing, I guess. Skateboarding, okay. BMX bike added as well, uh, I guess. I, it just seems like they've really decided to bend the parameters of what is considered a sport for the Olympics these days. And this has upset some people, including Michelle Martin, who's an Australian squash legend. Uh, she's the three-time world champion. She's claiming that squash has been overlooked again and again. And uh, she's upset about it. Why isn't squash being added to the Olympics? It does seem like more of a sport than breakdancing, of course. Here's a quote from her. You just look at the whole thing and you just go, where's the Olympics going? 
I know some people say breakdancing is a sport, but I don't understand it. The Olympics was all about a score. Or was it a running race? There was a definite answer and results to sports. You bring in all these judging things and it just gets so corrupt, so out of control. I just don't get it anymore. Squash as a sport has been lobbying very hard and unsuccessfully for decades to be included in the Olympics. But not even support from tennis star Roger Federer has been able to give squash a consideration. Even before breakdancing was admitted as an Olympic sport, squash has lost out to such sports as skateboarding, sport climbing, BMX, surfing, golf, and wushu. (laughs) Wushu? I think that's a kung fu, isn't it? As heartbroken as this squash player is, uh, she's not surprised. Here's another quote from her. After the last ones, you get to the point where it's almost expected. Why, I don't know, because the amount of effort squash players put in, I don't know what it was like training for the sport. It's one of the hardest sports to train for and play. They've obviously got something against squash because it's been rejected in the past. It just keeps getting overlooked. I don't know. I don't know what to say. (laughs) I feel bad for her. She thinks that they're making a mockery of the Olympics, and I kind of agree. These sports are pretty ridiculous. But here's what's happening as well. The Olympics are struggling for ratings, and at the end of the day, it's show business correct without the business there's no show it's just like what the guy says to andy kaufman in that andy kaufman movie you know when jim carrey plays andy kaufman the comedian man on the moon he says andy it's show business without the business there's no show well the olympics falls straight into that without ratings the olympics will just go away i'd imagine so how do you get more ratings well you you pick some sports that you think will get eyeballs And it's probably not squash. People are probably going to watch skateboarding, though. They might even watch breakdancing out of curiosity. I don't know. So I can understand where they're coming from. From a marketing standpoint, you need to get this thing through. So adding sports, I get it. But could you add one more that I think is worthy? And that is wiffle ball. Do you guys know what wiffle ball is? Please Google wiffle ball. The greatest backyard sport of all time. And... I mean, I'm such a fan of wiffle ball. I've been playing it all my life. I love it. And I would love to see that added as an Olympic sport. It's it's way more of a sport than breakdancing. I'll tell you right now. It's way more of a sport than sports climbing. I don't, that's just ridiculous right there. Who's going to watch somebody climb the side of a rock? That's not that exciting. There's many, many other sports that could be added that are that will get eyeballs that are also exciting. How about knife fighting? Wouldn't you like to see a good knife fight? You know, like old school. Once you're a jet, you're always a jet. (laughs) You know, one of those old school drag and drop, stab him in the throat knife fights. That would be incredible. Uh, You know, I'm okay with the breakdancing though. I'd like to check it out first. Beat Street, the king of the beat. You see, you're rocking that beat from across the street. Uh huh. A beat street is a lesson too. uh, Because you can't let the streets beat you. Huh. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. An Italian man argued with his wife and then walked 450 kilometers to cool off 
a man who stormed out of his house in the north Italian city of Como, after arguing with his wife, went for a walk. A very, very long walk, ending up 450 kilometers away in a place called Le Marche, a week later. A week-long walk. I don't think it's a walk. I think he's trying to escape his life. <laughs> a long walk is like a day-long walk. A week walk is an escape, in my opinion. But you can call it a long walk if you please. Uh, I think the wife's in a little bit of a de- of a state of denial right now. Your husband was trying to run away from you, m'lady. This man's odyssey saw him leave his house in Lombardia and head south via Bologna. <laughs> Bologna. Is it pronounced Bologna or Bologna? Or Bologna. Sounds delicious either way. He stopped... He was stopped by the police in Fano, a town on the Adriatic coast, while out, quote, wandering aimlessly at two in the morning. He was immediately charged with violating Italy's nightly COVID-19 curfew. And then the police unraveled his bizarre story. The man who appeared lucid and focused, despite being cold and tired, told the police he hadn't realized that he had covered so much ground on his week-long adventure. Uh... Come on, man. You know you're trying to escape your marriage. You know how much ground you've covered, man. You're walking a week long. What did you think? You were just going around the block at that point? Did you think you were going to get to the next town? You've walked a week, man. It doesn't say his name. It says here that he received food from people that he met along the way. <laughs> Hello, I'm running away from my marriage. Can you help me? Can you give me a little bit of pasta, maybe? I need a lot of carbs because I'm going to keep walking and walking and walking forever until I never see her again. It was discovered that the man's wife had filed a missing persons report for her husband at the police headquarters in Como. The man was taken to a hotel where he was fed and given lodging, while the next day his wife set out to drive the 450 kilometers to collect her runaway husband who had run up a hotel bill in addition to his $400 fine. The $400 fine, I assume, is for the COVID violation. The man has been christened Italy's Forrest Gump on social media. (laughs) Wow, okay. Well, you got to be proud of that, right? I would like to know what exactly went down before he went on that walk. I mean, it says after arguing with the wife, but I mean, what sort of argument went down that made you just keep walking on your Forrest Gump trek? It's just, it's got to be something huge, right? It's just, this isn't about, hey, Lego my ego here, honey. You guys know about Lego my ego? In other words, did she take the breakfast waffle? I don't think it's something small like that. It's got to be something huge. And I think he's escaping his life, clearly. The great thing about Europe, too, is if you keep walking, you just end up in another country, which is just, if you're trying to escape your life, that's fabulous. I can't just walk to another country from Los Angeles, okay? I mean, I can walk into the ocean and escape my life if I want to. But I can't just walk to another country and then walk to another country. I mean, we're just so vast here in the States. But in Italy, you could walk on either side, probably... Go to another country. No, actually, only the north, right? Hit You hit another country. Hold on. Let me check because I'm stupid. Yes, I was right. You can actually walk to France, to Switzerland, to Slovenia, to Croatia, to Austria, even to – yeah, where else could you walk? I mean if you were really, really 
doing it, you could walk to Malta. It involved a little bit of swimming as well. You could swim to Greece. (laughs) You could swim over to Albania. I mean, you can really get away to a whole new place, have a new identity, live in a completely different country and get away from your... Your spouse, if you need to, and you know, Lord knows some people need to. This lockdown is really driving people crazy. The divorce rates are going sky high. And now apparently a spouse is just going to walk 450 kilometers after an argument to get away. Yay! Weird news is like oxygen. You get too much, you get too high. Not enough and you're gonna die. Weird AF News. Thank you. I hope you appreciate that song parody. <laughs> uh, am I out of my mind? Yes, per usual. I want to give some love. I want to give some love to Loki Gaming and Entertainment on YouTube. Hope I said it right. Loki, Loki. Wrote me a nice note. Weird AF News. Thanks. I've been listening to you for almost two years. Uh, I was gone a while. I missed a lot, but I love how you've built this all up from your strange hobbies. You've made me ch- you made me chuckle and think every time I've listened. In fact, if I had the money, I'd support you all the way because you definitely deserve more listeners than you do, uh, than you have. Have a nice week. You have a nice week, Loki Gaming. And thanks so much for the comment. I appreciate you so very much. I don't have a lot of people listening to the podcast on YouTube, so... When I get a nice comment on there, it feels very good. Uh, Weird AF News is available on YouTube. Just the audio only, but I put every episode on there because I know some people listen to their podcast on YouTube. So I want to make it available everywhere so that I can say, yes, the Weird AF News podcast is available on all platforms. Repeat after me. Where is it available? All platforms. All of them. (laughs) The only place you can't listen to Weird AF News is on the moon because the Wi-Fi doesn't reach. But but if there was going to be the first podcast to be listened to on the moon, it would should it should be Weird AF News. I feel like that's a suitable first podcast to be listened to on the moon. I wonder if people in the space station, the ISS, listen to podcasts. I should reach out to them and find out and uh, send them Weird AF News. Let them know what the weird news that's going on down at the planet. I'd imagine they're not into the mainstream news because it's just so debilitating and depressing. So Weird AF News... For astronauts, pff, spot on, baby. Give them a laugh. They, you need a laugh when you're up there, right? You're peeing your pants every day. You need to laugh. <laughs> Maybe the podcast will make them pee them pants, pee the pants extra. Okay, uh, I'm losing it. Let me. Oh, let me remind everybody about the Patreon and the Patreon challenge that's still going on. We got another week to go. Per Michael from Iowa City, who's so generous and gracious and so supportive of the show, and who I appreciate. Michael has extended the Patreon challenge, uh, and he'll include, he'll match your donation either at the $2 level or the $5 level up to, uh, yeah, $5 if you want to do that, up to $200 total. He would, uh, he will donate if you guys, uh, he'll match whatever you guys do for your first Patreon payment. So check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon logo. You can join that way as well. What do you get when you join the Patreon? Well, you you make us all happy, first of all, because you're supporting the show. You make yourself happy. You feel good about yourself for supporting the show. And you get to unlock a lot of weird AF content that you would ordinarily not uh, not be privy to. <laughs> That's right, privy. Yeah, I use big words sometimes. 
That's what's up. I high five the wall. <laughs> yeah, what's up, wall? High five the wall. Yeah, if you guys join the everyone who joins the Patreon, Michael will match your donation, and I will high five the wall of the closet that I'm recording in. How about that? Anyways, it's a good thing to do on the holidays if you listen to Weird AF News on a daily basis uh, to support the show. And uh, but if you don't have the money, and I understand that it's tough times right now, and the holidays just make it even tougher, then I totally understand. That's okay too. Just please tell a friend about the show. I'd appreciate that very much. Uh, Okay, so lastly, if you'd like to email me an article, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, at funnyjones as well. You have the phone number. If you feel touched by a story, then call. Hey, Jonesy. Hey, weirdos. It's Michael from Iowa City calling. And if you listened yesterday on Monday's show, you would have heard Jonesy extend the weird AF Patreon challenge for another week, the holiday Patreon challenge. Uh, Jonesy has had a number of people join the Patreon, but it's nowhere near the 50 that uh, I have extended the Patreon challenge out to. I had said that if people would join the Patreon, I would match their challenges at the $2 level, up to a total of 50 people at $2 for a total of 100 bucks. Um, it's not happening quick enough, so uh, I'm extending that challenge, but I'm raising it to $5. So anyone who joins the Patreon during this week, I will match their membership at $5 per person, uh, up to a total of uh, $200. I realized I didn't go home at Thanksgiving which would have cost me about $100 in travel and expenses on the bus, and I won't be going home at Christmas for the same reason. Uh, coronavirus is kicking our butts, and we all need to do our part to stay home, stay separated, social distance, and wear masks. So I'm going to put that money towards a very good cause, and that is supporting Jonesy for the hard work that he puts into the podcast every day. So if you've ever considered joining the Patreon do it now for every new member who joins the Patreon, even at the $2 level or any other level, I will match their membership at $5 for every new member up to a total of the $200 that I would have spent. So please consider joining now. The challenge has been extended. Join the Patreon now. Jonesy will keep track of the numbers and he'll let me know. So please, please consider joining and showing your support for Jonesy and the hard work that he puts in on this podcast every day, bringing joy and laughter and love and lightness and brightness and and uh, weird news into our lives. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. Love you all.